Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. And now, battle ready with Father Dan Rehill. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Today we have a very special guest with us, two actually. We have um, the Bishop of Venice, Florida, Bishop Frank Duane, and Karen Schwartz, who is the Director of Communications for that diocese. Good morning, Bishop and Karen. Good morning. Pleasure to be with you and your Radio Maria listeners. Good morning, Father Rehel. Thank you. Hi, Karen. So good to finally talk to you. Welcome, indeed. So we wanted to have you on because uh, it was very clear very quickly that we realized how devastating the hurricane was for your diocese. So, so how are you doing overall as, as a community? I think we're doing well regarding everything that happened. I think it's through faith and fellowship that we try to re-enliven the parish environments. You know, we've set up a number of distribution centers to help with the immediate needs, such as water and food, following the hurricane. And now we're, and continually it's been an assessment process along the way to look at the damage to the physical buildings. And now we're getting a, a much better handle on that. Okay. I was looking through your um, your publication, The Florida Catholic, for Venice, and the pictures are unbelievably devastating. I mean, right on the front page there, you have the two poor Claire sisters walking through what looks like a, a, like a bomb went off. Uh, and then the, the, the Ascension Church, just terribly devastated. Um, it's amazing how, how this came. You know, people didn't expect initially the, the weather forecasters were putting this going directly towards where it hit. But, boy, it packed a, a wallop. Uh, I know years yeah, ago. Father, and, uh, years ago, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, Bishop was just out at Ascension Parish where the poor Clare sisters, a picture you're referring to, and uh, Bishop, you were mentioning that there are four, the remains of four houses on the property that have flooded in and blown in. So those all, of course, have to be removed before we can even get to the damage um, from the actual uh, monastery and, and church there. Unbelievable. Uh so this is this week on uh, we're having our fundraiser for Radio Maria this week. So for those listening, you know you can always, please do call in at eight 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 four zero eight zero two zero one and help us uh, to stay uh, with our mission to getting the word of God out to across America. But there must be for you for your diocese has there must be something set up where people can can help by uh, sending finances and money to to help with the restoration of the diocese. Do you have that yeah, available? We, we ha- we do, for sure. Thank you so much for mentioning it. It's, uh, we have a disaster relief fund set up online. At, uh, people can go to our website at dioceseofvenice.org slash Hurricane Ian and donate online to our disaster relief fund and our uh, restoration and recovery efforts there and, of course, humanitarian aid. 
Um, you can also uh, send a check to us directly uh, marked for Diocese of Venice Hurricane Relief, and that's at 1000 Pinebrook Road in Venice, Florida, 34285. Okay. Three, three, or three years ago, roughly, um, we had a tornado come through Nashville, and it, it directly hit one of our churches, uh, Church of the Assumption. Uh, that church is still not open today. It's, it's, it's still being renovated three years later. Uh, so people may not realize how long it takes to actually restore these beautiful buildings, particularly in the wake of COVID, where everything was so difficult. The materials were so difficult to get a hold of. So um, I would urge everyone, you know, uh, this is a, a huge project to uh, as first take out the debris and then to rebuild these churches and these buildings and these uh, convents and to, to please uh, so give what you can to help these people out. So, Bishop, what's, what's your message of hope for the diocese? The message of hope is really that we are people of hope. You know, a, a lot of people are down right now. A lot of people also ask about the suffering that they've had to go through. But I think as believers, we're people of hope, and we have to allow that hope in the future to raise us up. And that as difficult as everything can seem right now, good will come out of this. Good will come out. Yeah, I... I uh... I lived in New York City before discovering my vocation to the priesthood. I was a Wall Street broker. And uh, I was living there for 9-11. And something that was um, a tremendous gift out of that whole nightmare was seeing how much people pulled together. Like, incredible, incredible um, compassion and uh, the love and the caring and people just doing what they had to do to support everybody. And often that's the silver lining that comes out of these, um, these devastating uh, consequences of, of disasters. Have you, have you noticed that in your own diocese? I, I have. And as I noted at the beginning, it is about that component of our faith. And we express that to those around us through fellowship, through acts of kindness, through the distribution centers we have. And the extraordinary number of volunteers who have come forward to be helpful at the respective parishes in going in and helping a family clean out their house or of being right on site distributing food and water. It's just been very moving as I travel throughout the diocese to see all of that happening. Yeah, it is, yes, it is Father, amazing. Uh, Father Rio, I was telling Bishop uh, yesterday uh, about a woman at our uh, one of our distribution centers at Jesus the Worker, who had lost everything herself, but she was there volunteering, helping give out food and water to, to others. And, you know, seeing that just makes your heart leap up. I mean, that is really amazing that, you know, she was in so much distress herself, but thought to, to take her time and help others um, who she thought maybe were, were even worse off. So that, that's amazing to see. And, I, you know, I work in the communications office, and we've been getting calls from all over the country from people asking how they can help. And I had um, one woman call the other day who mentioned that they had bought a house some time ago in our area and they weren't sure about moving down here. So they were thinking about selling it, but they hadn't for a year or so. And they, she and her husband kept asking themselves, why, why haven't we done anything with this house? 
And she said, now I feel like it was divine providence that we didn't because we'd like to offer it to someone who doesn't have a home to stay in. Wow, that's amazing. As Bishop said, that was the Holy Spirit at work. Absolutely. So you have, uh, you're a little bit bigger than the Diocese of Nashville. Um, I was looking at your statistics, and I guess about 10% of the subjects within your diocese are Catholic. Uh, but is the diocese growing? Are you thriving? Uh, what's the the atmosphere down there in, in your diocese? You're correct with that percent. However, we have very much of a seasonal influx in the winter months. So we grow by a great deal during that time. And, of course, you have to build churches and parking lots in accordance with the demand that is, as we refer to it, is in season. Also, we have continued to grow in many other ways. There's been an influx in the past, I would say, six to eight months into the state of Florida. It's been evidenced greatly in our school population has gone up over a two-year period by about 25%, 26%. So we have seen a lot of growth uh, that preceded this. And, you know, we'll wait and see how do people respond following the hurricane. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Twenty five percent growth in, in the student. That's um, that's amazing. That's I think that's way over the last the two years. Average. Wonderful, wonderful. So um, we're heading into uh, the Advent season, not too long away, um, and then Christmas is around the corner. It's I can't believe it's already coming so quickly. Um, well, to me, Christmas is always a sign of tremendous joy and hope. Um, do you have any special plans for this coming Christmas season? I do think, Father, that we will try and assist people who will still be a, a very much in recovery mode, particularly if their homes have been destroyed, how to get the families back together and what kind of housing can be provided. But I'm certainly will set will set about to make that Christmas experience that season of hope that it's meant to be, that season of joy and rejoicing. You know, we have the preparation time as we move through Advent, and hopefully we'll be able to use that to identify what needs to be done. And some parishes much more were much more severely struck by the hurricane than others. So we kind of know where to concentrate the efforts and... Uh, the initiative that needs to be taken. So of the 61 parishes, how many were directly um, affected in a way that the parish, the church buildings got got hit? The way that there was some damage, it, it's about half at least. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's, it's, one that's thing amazing. to remember about this hurricane, it moved very slowly and it was very broad. Normally they're about... Yeah. 15 miles. This one was 30 to 40 miles in its width. So it, hmm. it really pounded a, 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 quite a path through the diocese. Uh, what, what, what else would you like our listeners to know about, uh, about you, your diocese, what you're doing, how we can help? Well, I think as Karen has highlighted in her message, we get a lot of people contacting us about what they can do. And, you know, we can't absorb everyone who'd like to volunteer here. That, that would be unmanageable. But we are in need of resources to reach out and help people. We truly are. 
And if that can be something that's said about um, to make that, to evidence the hope that I, we try to give to the people so that they have that evening uh, a meal, a warm meal in front of them, or they have that uh -huh. e something to celebrate a birthday for their child with. I think that is the concrete hope we strive to give. And if anyone can help us through their resources or their means, it will be put to great use. Okay. Well, we will continue to pray for you uh, here at Radio Media. We'll also continue to put the message out that you're in need of uh, financial assistance to anyone that can, can uh, dig into their pocket and help you out. I appreciate you coming on. I don't want to monopolize your time. I know you're a busy man. Thank you both for being with us today, and uh, have a great rest of your week. Thank you, Father. God bless you and your listeners. Thank you, Father. Thank you. God bless. So that was uh, Bishop Duane from Venice, Florida, and his uh, Director of Communications, Karen Schwartz. Um, but the parts of you know this kind of a strange phenomenon that happens in, uh, I would say, the, the last 20, 30 years. We watch so much on social media and on TV when these sort of things happen, and the disasters almost seem like it's a movie, and sometimes it, it, it doesn't actually feel like it's a real thing. But when you live through one of these, you know, as we went through our own problem with the tornado in Nashville, uh, the flooding about 10 years ago of Nashville, these things are real, and they affect people in, in, in horrific ways, you know. Some, many lives are lost, and so you have people grieving. Many homes are gone, so you have people living in uh, a state of uh, not knowing what's going to be their future. There's so much, there's so much that happens when, it, when a disaster goes through um, a city or, or a community. So we will continue to pray for them and... Uh, and, and hopefully financial support. I will be sending a, a personal check to uh, the Diocese of Venice to, to help support myself. Okay, so we are in the midst of our Maria fine. We've, we've had some big, big, big problems lately. Yesterday, one of our computers literally blew up and was on fire. Uh, and our primary way of communicating is through Skype, and that crashed, and we had to reload uh, the whole program with a new call-in number um so it's been it's been a moment it's been a hot moment here at radio maria but we're, we're here we are we're back on the air thank you so much to our producers who uh really continue to just think out of the box and get things moving when uh all these problems are occurring so we need your help we do have by the way new equipment it's been purchased from our prior radio maria uh, uh, Maria Thon, where we have new uh, computers and uh, software that's going to help um, make connections uh, much clearer and quicker, and the broadcast will be better. So uh, now we're just waiting to have the, all of them installed and hooked up. That'll happen in the next few weeks, I believe. But we still need to bring this message out further across the country. We're always looking for new towers, radio towers to purchase, to bring uh, Radio Maria into, into a new community, a new city. And the newest is Columbia, Tennessee. That's going to be up and running in the next couple of months. So please pause now and help us 
uh, please call 888-408-0201. Or you can go uh, to radiomaria.us and uh, in the center top bar of the website page is a red button, donations. If you click on donations, you can go right in there and you can either, it gives you information to mail a check in for those who want to write a check. It gives you a way to donate by Zelle. Uh, digitally, every way you can possibly donate is listed on that page. So call us today. We have volunteers waiting at the phones. 888-408-0201. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Medjugorje. Um, somebody we're going to have on this week is uh, Ann Buchik, who is one of our presenters uh, on Radio Maria. She's currently in Medjugorje. I spoke to her yesterday. It was about midnight, her time. Uh, she's got a group over there right now. But she also took a group, Medjugorje, a couple of weeks ago a group of Hollywood producers who are making a uh, movie about Medjugorje. Isn't that exciting? They produced the movie about Fatima, I believe, a couple of years ago, and that was out in the theaters, I think, last year. And now they're going back to do one on Medjugorje, and they've got all the necessary approvals from the local bishop and pastor of St. James, and this project's moving forward. We're also going to have those producers come on this week and talk about the project. Um, and that would be so exciting. I mean, imagine there's so many people who do not know about Medjugorje still. I was at somebody's home earlier this week. To, they invited me to come up and bless their home. And uh, I happened to leave them a rosary. And I said, this is from Medjugorje. And the woman said, what's that? And so that opened up a whole conversation about what is Medjugorje and what's going on over there. And I said to her, well, you didn't know that the, the mother of God, the Blessed Virgin Mary, is appearing to these uh, six people for 41 years every day? And she just about, you could have knocked her over with a feather. She had no idea. So this movie is going to have the potential of making this a mainstream uh, promotion of Medjugorje, where it won't just be in little Catholic circles, that really the whole world can come now to know about this miraculous event that has been taking place for 41 years. So that's exciting. And we have a few other surprise guests coming on. So it's going to be an action-packed week. Uh, I'm not feeling terrific today. Um, hopefully I'll uh, recover in the next day or so. You can keep me in your prayers, too. So once again, 888 zero two zero one something else uh, uh, I wanted to let make you aware of is on Christmas in Medjugorje our lady appears with the baby Jesus in her arms uh, and it's always a phenomenal um, event for the people in Medjugorje, the locals. And on occasion, I know at least once, she appeared not just to the visionaries, but the entire church was able to uh, see her and the baby. And uh, something that happens there every Christmas is um, 
there's uh, thousands of these crucifixes, little crucifixes that are placed in the church on Christmas morning. And when Our Lady appears with the Christ, the Christ child, uh, Jesus himself blesses these crucifixes with Our Lady. So you have the motherly blessing and you have the, the, the blessing of Jesus Christ himself. And uh, when I go over there every year, Father Leon, who is the Dominican priest, who is the uh, chaplain to the English-speaking pilgrims, he always uh, keeps a, a hundred or so of these aside for me so that I can bring them back to uh, the people of America. So I have 16 of these special crucifixes that are blessed by Jesus and Mary on Christmas morning, and those will be for the first 15 people who pledge $200 to Radio Maria. 15 crucifixes from Medjugorje, blessed by Jesus and Mary, and I might say I bless them myself, so there's a priestly blessing on them as well. Uh, but they're very special. So there's a gentleman named Jim Brown who is from Ireland, and he was an alcoholic who had a conversion in Medjugorje, and uh, he has a powerful testimony. And he was there in 2004, and a friend of him told him to buy a few crucifixes because they were going to meet with the, the, the visionary Visca on Christmas Eve, and that these crucifixes, which they would leave with Visca, would be blessed on Christmas Day by Jesus and Mary. So he did that. He didn't really understand the difference between apparition and all the other apparitions where Our Lady appears around the world. Um, so his friend explained to him how it was different and how on Christmas Day, uh, the the, um, the apparition would happen where the special blessing would occur. So Jim was kind of, didn't know a lot about Medjugorje at the time, and so he just went along with everything. Uh, he received these crucifixes and he took them home with him and there were several people he encountered very quickly who were in dire straits so they were on their deathbed from various diseases and he would give these crucifixes to these people who were dying and they would miraculously recover and he gives his uh, witness many times all over the world about these stories of these recoveries from these crucifixes. Now, I'm not telling you that that's going to happen every time somebody receives a crucifix because the good Lord knows, you know, when it's time to call somebody home, it's time to call somebody home. And so when, when God wants someone to uh, leave this life and enter the eternal life, that's when they go. And, you know, and good, sh they should go. Uh, life in heaven is far greater than here. But for those who have loved and served Jesus in this life, when it's time for their eternal reward, we would not want to delay them at all. So uh, I think I'll go into some of these stories tomorrow, uh, the, the details of the people who've been healed, and Jim's own uh, story of uh, becoming a, a healthy and happy uh, Catholic who was free of his addiction. Once again, so we have 15 of these crucifixes blessed by Jesus and Mary on Christmas morning in Medjugorje. $200 uh, would be the donation to receive one. The first 15 callers that call our donation line will be the recipients of these crucifixes.
The number again, 888-408-0201. We, uh, I have a group that's heading over to Medjugorje. I'll be there in two weeks from today. And then this trip is pretty much closed for uh, people coming. But I'm going back in April, so if you've got your you're thinking about going to Medjugorje, uh, April will be the next time I go back. And that will be the week, I think it's the last week of April. And Anne Vucic will be going with me. So that's going to be a great trip. So it's the week of the 24th of April. I think we leave on the 23rd. So 23rd of April through, oh, Maybe I've mixed this up. Anyway, it's that it's that week. The 20th of April through the 29th. Start praying about it because uh, it's an amazing place. We don't know when Our Lady will stop appearing. You know, three of the visionaries have ten secrets. Three of them have nine. When all six have ten secrets, that's when the apparitions will cease and the secrets will start being revealed through miraculous events around the world. We don't know when that could happen, but given that only three of them need one more secret, which could happen in a day, uh, could happen in a year, could happen in 10 years, but it, the, the, the viability of it happening quickly is uh, prominent since there's only one secret left for each of the three. So who knows when this will all start taking place. The world uh, seems to be in a state of total disarray and chaos is nothing we need more than Our Lady to step in and bring forth uh, the miraculous uh, events that heaven's going to be uh, displaying for all of the of the world to see. So I leave you with that one more time, 888-408-0201. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Dan signing off.